All throughout Scripture, we're warned about the dangers of adultery. And while the effects of an affair are devastating, it isn't necessarily a death sentence for your relationship. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin, who head up our Focus Marriage Department. And Greg, what do the numbers say about how many couples uh, who experience infidelity end up getting divorced? Yeah, the research shows, now again, let me preface research, is looking at a particular group. So this particular study was looking at all marriages in the U.S., Christian, non-Christian. But I'm telling you, John, the encouraging news is, well, let me give you the bad news first, that four in 10 marriages will experience some sort of infidelity. Mm, The good news is out of these, more than 50% of those marriages stay together. So that's looking at all marriages in the U.S., We see this all the time through Hope Restored, is there really, truly is hope. I know Erin, within her counseling practice, working with couples all the time that present with infidelity is what has brought us here, and and it's a journey in the right expectations. This is years as far as a journey together, but we we can get there and actually have a, a, a better marriage on the other side of that. And that's the encouraging news. There is always hope. Yeah, the stats on couples who go through the Hope Restored Marriage Intensives are so encouraging. Yeah. 80% yeah. stay together of those who are surveyed two years after going through the program. Well, in, in the point being, don't do this alone. Yeah. Like yes. after infidelity comes out, don't isolate, don't don't hide, say, let's go now and mm-hmm. get the help, even though we're hurt and angry and feel betrayed and all those emotions, go get help. There is help out there. Yeah. Well, we are a phone call away. Check the show notes for contact information and for immediate help. Um, let's go ahead now and hear more from Rick and Tiffany Bullman, who uh, shared with Jim Daly about the hope that they were able to find in their situation. Where in that, Rick, you so eloquently described that as we'll deal, you know, I'll talk to the Lord later about what I'm saying and feeling mm-hmm. right now. I, I, I understand that. Mm-hmm. When did that happen? When did you guys say to each other, maybe, or at least mm-hmm. to yourself, yeah, there is hope here, maybe? I mean, that it sounded like that night. It didn't feel like it. No, no not no, that night. No. So um, I went outside. Well, first I had to, my son, I had to deal with my son. Yeah. Yeah. And it was in that moment, um, kind of like Nehemiah, where you stand before the king and you're like, you got to have a conversation, but I do a quick prayer. You know, it was like, Jesus, how do I handle this? Give me the words. Because I got to care for his emotions and sure. manage mine. Right. And so. Um, and a lot of damage can be done right there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Big time toward Tiffany. Absolutely. And, um, and he was asking a lot of why, why, why. And I said, I don't know why. I can't answer those questions. Those are good questions. And, and then this is when I felt like the Lord just kind of arrested my heart. Um, I felt like the Lord just whispered, tell him what you do know about me. And I said, Josh, I don't know why mom did this or that. Or she, you know, I was answering his questions. I don't know. But this is what I do know. God is still on the throne. Jesus is still king. And he didn't cause this. He didn't do this. We have free will. Mom exercised it. We'll work through that. But in the meantime, this is where the rubber meets the road. We have to just lean on Jesus. So we talked through that. To your question, the hope part, 
I went to stay the night at a, a good friend of mine, his house, which was about two hours away. And uh, on that journey, I called uh, one of my best friends, Dan, and I was talking to him. And I just said something that I know is not theologically true. I said, I, this is so big, I don't even think God can fix this. Mm-hmm. But it was in that moment that I felt the Lord kind of, it wasn't audible, it was a whisper in my spirit of, I can when I have willing hearts. <laughs> and it, 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 yeah. it took me back. Because you weren't thinking that. I wasn't thinking that. was totally that. an outside. It, completely. Yeah, I understand that. And it was like, it, it, it cut through every emotion yeah. I was feeling. Kabang. Yeah. And to which I just thought back, I don't know if I'm willing. And it just left it at that. Well, the next day, I was with my friend uh, that I stayed the night at his house. We were just driving around. I was doing lots of crying. And um, at one point, I just uttered, but she's still my wife. Like that feeling of love and commitment was still there. And I just thought about what the Lord said about willing hearts, yeah. to which I then just in my mind, I said, well, Lord, maybe I'm more willing than I thought, mm-hmm. to which that same voice came back and said, you provide the heart, I'll provide the miracle. Wow. Those are good Holy Spirit moments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was in that moment that Tiffany texted me. Yeah. It was the polar opposite of last night's defensiveness the yeah. night before. She had time to think She about had time. It. And, she, and she was... Repentive, remorseful, you didn't deserve this. This is all on me. I own this. Our family didn't deserve this. I want to work on our marriage. And that's when it was like, thank you, Jesus. Wow. Tiffany, That and we've got to cover this, and mm-hmm. we're running out of time, and there's so much to talk about. Um, yeah, describe that. What took place in your heart? I think that I, well, I just spent that night in, in disbelief, but I, I knew that it was wrong, and I knew that it was my fault. And yes, he did leave gaps, but that didn't justify me, you know? Right. And, um, yeah. Well, that's a repentant heart. I mean, really, because it's easy. That's what I was hoping you'd say, actually. Because I just feel like we can justify our behavior into, you know, whatever result we want. Yeah, no. And and that's the deal with the heart. God wants you to be honest, and you were honest. Well, and I don't think that when you sin that there's true healing unless you own your sin. All right, Aaron, let's let's just say that a couple walks into your office and uh, one of them had a uh, an affair and the other says, I don't want to get a divorce, but I don't know how I'll ever trust him or her again. Mm, I would say that makes sense because you have just been so incredibly hurt and betrayed. And so I would say just, you know, talking about that, that it this is normal. Of course, you're not going to trust immediately. And even months down the road, it's going to take time to rebuild trust, but it, trust is not something that's earned once and for all. Trust is something that, in many ways, it's releasing my spouse to um, start their journey of becoming trustworthy. Mm. And therefore, I get to decide when I extend my heart or I don't, when I trust enough to put my heart back out there. However, I don't ever put my heart out there recklessly. 
And so I'm guarding my heart as we're called to in Scripture. So it's just acknowledging that this is going to be a process, as Greg was talking about earlier. Um, Don't do it alone. Seek professional help. Um, It's going to take time for forgiveness to occur. Um, You can choose forgiveness, but that whole restoration process is going to take time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that for the person who had the affair, made that choice, is they're really going, man, I want to rebuild that trust. I so desperately want access to my spouse's heart that I know is behind this this big wall, thick wall full of barbed wire and Rottweilers Mm. patrolling. (laughs) I mean, all that's normal. And I think some of the best ways to begin to rebuild trust, again, long process, is to really acknowledge your spouse's feelings. Because throughout that process, feelings are going to change. And all of a sudden, one day, you know, I'm feeling good about the relationship. Things are going well. We're connecting. And then the other day, massive mistrust and something's triggered. And the worst thing that you can ever do is to question, okay, why now? I thought we've been down this. We've talked about this so many times. Why do we have to keep talking about this? Why can't you just trust me? I know I hurt you. I mean, th- that will never get you to where you want. And Aaron, I love how you often, you will, well, probably a lot of the times you say, this is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. You you can choose to lean into that mm-hmm. and to go, although inside, I hate <laughs> that I've once again, you know, that, that we've got to talk about this, you know, think that that's okay. Don't verbalize that. Instead, really lean in. Boy, I can tell that that today you're feeling really triggered yeah. or you're feeling super insecure. You know, tell me more about that. What's going on for you right now? Mm-hmm. Looking for the feelings mm-hmm. and acknowledge those. Lean in. Care about them. Man, that makes so much sense. And you matter how you feel. That uh, All that. That matters to me and I'm with you. We're in this together. That's the beginning of how you're really reestablishing trust because again that it's a roller coaster yeah. ride you know yeah. it's it's up and down and that's normal and it takes and, time yeah, yeah and it's not going to go perfectly Mm-mm. and so if you are the one who had the affair and you find yourself defensive and that is not uncommon take a step back care for your heart call a time out and then come back and go your heart is bringing this up for a reason and i'm so curious why now what is happening right now? And just lean in. It's an opportunity, like Greg was saying. Well, we know that uh, things take time, that it's a messy uh, but doable road ahead, and we want to help with your recovery. And uh, one step would be to call our counseling team. They're safe. They'll guide you well. They're pro-marriage. And uh, you can reach them when you call 800, the letter A in the word family, uh, 800-232-6459. Or uh, we've got details in the show notes for scheduling a free phone consultation. And you're going to be inspired by the book that Rick and Tiffany have written. It's called Mended, uh, and their story is such a beautiful reminder of God's redemption. Uh, Get a copy of that from us here. Make a donation of any amount to the Ministry of Focus on the Family, and uh, we'll send that to you, either a monthly gift or one-time donation. And you can find more in the show notes. Next time, we'll hear from Dr. Randy Schrader about creative ways to stop criticizing your spouse. Uh, For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Is your marriage holding on by a thread? 
For deep hurt, you need deep healing that only comes from the Lord. And you'll find it at a Focus on the Family Hope Restored Intensive in Michigan. Our licensed Christian counselors will help you and your spouse get to the root of your issues in just three to five days. And it works. 80% of the couples are still married two years after attending. Learn more at HopeRestored.com and talk with a trusted advisor. That's HopeRestored.com.